Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco-garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For great customer service and a free home survey, call 0800 233 5788. Let's go! Best moment of your life, mate, isn't it? Um, kind of played every age for Scotland up until now and been in a lot, a lot of squads along with Big Xander. So um, I just delighted to, to get that moment eventually and um, so grateful for the manager to give us that chance and um, delighted for Big Xander as well because um, we've been in this together kind of for the start. That's the Scotland goalkeeper, the mother goalkeeper, Liam Kelly, speaking about his debut the other night. So too did Xander Clark. And with us, two players, former players with huge international experience. 72 caps for Scotland. Leanne Crichton's back with us. Evening, Leanne. Evening, Paul. Good to see you. Want to talk about your social media in a moment or two. You've been down in London, of course, giving it large down there <laughs> with some of the biggest names in the game. And Craig, you've been all around the world. Well, you've been to London, you've been to Spain, you're back yeah. here in Glasgow and uh, polishing up the, seven, the 52 caps that you had for Australia do you remember your debut I do actually yeah I was uh, 19 years of age it was a game against Ghana Uh, a game was played in Australia in Adelaide Um, that was my debut Um, a great moment to represent no different it would have been for for Leanne uh, to represent your country in that first Opportunity that first uh, that debut is is something that you remember for the rest of your days. And how good it will be for Scotland b- being in the finals in Germany in just what seven months time. Can't wait, Leanne. What about your debut? Uh, I was roughly the same age as Craig. Yeah, back in two thousand six against Belgium, I came off the bench. Um, made my debut probably too young, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Though I came in at a point that the squad was really well established and for the next couple of years it was really tough to to get anywhere near it so yeah it took a couple of years away from it and a few camps here and there and eventually came back in and made my mark from kind of 2013 onwards but no as Craig mentioned you'll remember it and I more remember the players and how tough it was around that time and what the dynamic of the group was like and when you see young players that come into the fold now and people are saying why are they not playing and why don't they get opportunities there's a, a bit more to it and, and certainly for a player um, you need to find your way it's not always as straightforward as it appears We're looking forward to the weekend domestic football will be back we're on a funny night tonight aren't we so we're not quite at the weekend yet we're still looking back at Scotland uh, the 4-1 defeat to France no disgrace though and what did we learn from it and some of the younger players we'll hear from them and uh, since we last saw you Craig Kevin Muscat wasn't the final choice I think he just lost out your your friend hit the crossbar hit the crossbar (laughs) Uh, Philippe Clement will be hoping not to hit the crossbar but hit the back of the net what's your early impressions of the Belgian now in charge at your old club Rangers Look, Rangers obviously made their their choice. They went through a thorough process uh, and decided that Clement was the the man to to improve the team, which is massively underperformed, uh, is clear. But uh, I think the next two or three weeks, very important because I think you should see already a a clear change in terms of uh, the belief in the players and style of football. Results obviously expected. Uh, Whether it was Kevin Musker or Philip Clement, the the League Cup is a a must-win situation for the manager so uh, look um, get a first look this weekend against Mm -hmm. Hibs which is going to be a very tough game yeah it's going to be some game Rangers against Hibs the other biggest one comes on Sunday Hearts against Celtic Celtic. this time last year Leanne 
the manager at Celtic was Ange Postacoglu and I saw on your social media he popped in to the pro licence meeting that you were on for a few days in London what was it like? Yeah it was brilliant um, start to finish I would need to say the course and, and certainly that element of the course was really well organised for us as candidates being on it we travelled down on the Monday to London um, we spent the whole day at Brentford at their mm-hmm. training centre which was incredible um, Is that new as well? I know the ground is yeah, new Yeah, so much development's went on yeah. there as well over the last number of years so we kind of looked at the building that was there and once existed and we were in the current building that's now been hugely developed so that was really good we heard from their um, performance director technical director media and comms and then Neil McFarlane who's on the course with us is one of the candidates he's the B team manager so he had delivered an element in their system of play which was good. Thomas Frank, I think, had a few days off um, with being an international break. So we never got to meet him, which would have been another good one to kind of yeah. tick off the list. He's different again, isn't he? His different, style. doing really yeah. well, though, but good consistency yeah. with that job as well. Five years he's been there now and there's been a, there's a real togetherness about that club and that's the one thing that stood out for me, um, which was incredible. Tuesday we spent the day at West Ham wow. with David Moyes yeah. um, gave us a huge amount of his time as well, which was really good just to hear his insight to the game and the people that he's worked with and, and how it is now remaining in the game. You know, he's had such a long career. And then Wednesday, as you mentioned, we met Ange Postacoglu, which was probably the favourite bit for me. Yeah. <clears throat> I would need to say out the three days, although it all ticked boxes in different ways, but just one individual and how well he captures an audience and how clear and concise he was with his information. And Craig will know that as well because he, he knows Ange Postacoglu, but <laughs> he... he it, there's nothing hidden about it yeah. he, and he just delivers his message but when he speaks you listen and there's a lot of people that you could listen to and not disrespectfully but they go off in tangents or you lose them at certain points or they digress or they divert he doesn't he's not one of those people um, to keep it simple and it could really resonate yeah no simple messaging um, so it was fantastic really really good three days did he never stop? Does he just keep going? Sorry, it that appears that way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it doesn't. You look at the work that he's managed to carry out at Spurs in the short time that he's been there. You know, he was speaking about the statistics in terms of high-speed running and distance covered and Spurs are top of the list just now. Top, number one in I the Premier the League. Stats, yeah. I, I know they're top of the table. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, so they're there in position in terms yeah. of the performances but also the, the stats that back it up and the way he wants his team to play and the manner in which he goes about it. But, for me, there's bits that you're looking at. The inverted fullback is the one that we've spoke about so much in his time at Celtic, and he spoke about that and why he does it and his reasoning behind it. And for that, for me, as an aspiring coach at that level, it's really insightful to hear. Did he have you know? a big, sorry, soft spot for his time in Scotland, his two years at Celtic? He did. Listen, he enjoyed it, but you could understand there's a bit of sarcasm underlying there as well with the fact that when he arrived here, it was almost like he had just arrived in this planet. Um, yeah. So he spoke about his career that he'd had before and yeah, was yeah, a yeah. national team at youth level. He was there for seven years and spoke about the grounding that that had given him yeah. as well and, and various other opportunities that he's yeah. had as well. But um, the one thing he said was that he had previously worked in a bank and I'm sure Craig probably knows that as well in his, his younger days. And his ambitions and, and his motivation throughout his career is just to make sure he never ends up back in that bank. So I think he's safe now. I don't think we'll see him back working <laughs> in the bank anytime soon. I think soon. he'll be okay. To be fair, you were one of the few in this country that knew of Ange Postacoglu because none of us knew of him and why would we at that time? But my goodness, you did. Here's somebody on the line, 0808 17 17 700, who certainly knows all about Ange Postacoglu. It's Reagan, a regular caller. Good evening, Reagan. Oh. Paul's good to be on. Thanks for having me again. Great pleasure. So, what are you thinking? What about Ange, first of all? I'm just, you know, it's one of these nights where we'll get, we'll get into the weekend in a moment. Yeah, we'll look back there. Um, 
but what do you think about Ange when you, when you get a bit dewy eyed there when you heard Leanne's story up close did you get a selfie did he want a selfie with you Leanne he never yeah. wanted one with me but I made sure I stalked him well enough just right. towards the end as he was leaving um, it would have been good not to yeah. I wasn't the first one to ask which always uh-huh. helps you know you make sure there's a few that get in there before ah, you so know the, you jump, the lines, the lines jump, in, there. jump in the bandwagon yeah. and what did he say did he say you were his favourite on sports scene he would know you from yeah, the telly actually, yeah. no he said that he says he was the only, only Scottish pundit that he liked so. <laughs> love it <laughs> <laughs> I know that Neil McCann listens quite a lot. So does Reagan. Reagan, the floor's yours. No, um, I think Andrew's done a great job for that. I'm actually going down to watch Spurs soon against oh. West Ham. So I'm looking forward to it. But I, I mean, um, what a job he's done so far with Spurs. But uh, I wanted to come on and talk about Scotland, Paul. Yeah. I think Scotland have done fantastic. I mean, I know Leanne and Craig will speak about it as well, but I mean, the, the, the job Steve Clark has done has been incredible. Yeah. I mean, even some of the players that we didn't think had a future in Scotland, he's, he's made those players so much better as well. And I was on the programme a few weeks ago and spoke about Lewis Ferguson as well. Um, it was good to see him get a cap on Tuesday as well. So, no, I think Scotland's in a great place, Paul, and I'm looking forward to going to Germany. So, no, I'm, I, think it's, I, th- I think it's all looking good. Um, Greg, what do you feel about that? Those uh, points, some of the young ones now. He's done it so well, you know, to to qualify so early. Yeah, and and I think uh, I agree, uh, Regan, that uh, Stephen Clark's got a, he's done an amazing job because look, national team football, international football is very tough. You don't have the players for for a lot of the time, so you have got to make sure that they're in good order and know exactly what is required. You've got to know more importantly when to bring new players into that fold because I think what Scotland have created is such a uh, a togetherness uh, where the players really love coming into camp now and representing their country and uh, Reagan, you'll know better than me but I remember you know back in the day when maybe there was people faking injuries uh, and not yes, com- not coming into the Scotland team so that says a lot on the top of you know back-to-back qualifications for, for, for major events is massive um, and and Scotland have got a great um, pool of depth yeah. now which has given him yeah. a wonderful opportunity to to give those players the opportunity when when that chance comes along at the right time. Mm. Leanne? No, absolutely. It's been a um, a brilliant journey following it under Steve Clark. I think, you know, this week is probably the most relaxed I've ever felt as a Scotland fan, yeah. other yeah. than watching the World Cup in 98 when I thought the men's yeah. team qualified for tournaments consistently sure. um, and it never happened until my own Scotland side got there. Yeah. So it's been brilliant. But when you look, strength and depth for me is the biggest thing. When you look at the squad... Now, don't get me wrong, you would never in any other occasion other than a friendly match make eight changes against a side like France, but I think the reality was you've got to, to a point, utilise the squad, and that's exactly what Steve Clark has managed to do. And other than probably the number nine mm-hmm. position um, with Ikes and Adams as your kind of two main go-tos, out with that, you've not really got somebody that we've been able to rely on. I know those guys like Shanklin that are there and thereabouts and Nisbet and Jacob Brown coming in at points. But that'll be the one thing that'll be the defining factor in the big games when the tournaments come round. But other than that, out with, you know, your goalkeepers, you've got good strength and depth. Mm -hmm. Central defenders now, we've got players that are proven at that level. Fullback areas, you know, we've we've lost two of our best fullbacks in Tierney and Robertson that we've spoken about for years and we've replaced them in both these games. Um, Which The level and the performance level is outstanding. Middle of the pitch, we've got an abundance of talent, you know, and top, top level players as well. And across that, you've probably got one or two that can come in between now and next summer when you speak about the likes of Ben Doak, who yeah. we've mentioned sure. and thought he, he maybe would have come in at this point. So there's going to be a few that will 
I'm sure make face between now and next summer. But the journey's been yeah. fantastic. From where Scotland started, and you know, you're looking back at some of those results, Kazakhstan, and certain points that is not too long ago when That's you look true. back. Yeah. No, to, to where we are now, Regan. It's been an yeah. unbelievable journey, and hopefully it continues. Is there a is there a Brazilian striker with a Scottish passport though somewhere? <laughs> That's what we're trying to check. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know, it's just that one well, missing part. Yeah. To, to, to progress. Is, that's yeah. probably, that is it. For me, it's it's the number nine in terms of just that difference, yeah. that different yeah. level. But Dykes and Adams have been fantastic. They give everything, you know, don't and they? they do, yeah. and they do, and they're proper yeah. team players as well. Yeah. And they know you're you're just. A number nine only does one thing. They're very industrious for the team as well. They bring the midfielders into play and they give players like John McGinn something to go and play off. They give them that springboard as well. Um, so, no, it's been really enjoyable. Regan? Yeah, it's been great. I mean, Paul, I mean, something you spoke about there about uh, Ben Doak. I think this is the perfect time for him to come in against Georgia and Norway because um, these are games that have got low risk and Steve Clark can really get a taste of them and see what he can do in training as well. and. I think he's one player we, de- we definitely need to take to the, uh, Germany in 24 because he looks a big, big talent. You know, one of the big issues is going to be the squad can only be 23. Yep. Uh, in the Euros in 2021, just two years ago, there was 26 because of COVID. But that's going to be tough, Craig. And that's when the managers really have to earn the corn. You don't know if people are going to get injured. Yep. That is going to be tough, isn't it? Especially mm. look at the midfield we have got an abundance mm-hmm. of top players. But there's always, and again, major competitions, there's always, out of that 23-man squad, there's room for a Smokey. And a, and a Smokey, smoky a, 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 a Ben Doak, like oh, some, yeah. some, an X-Factor. Some of the, you know, yeah. what might not uh, necessarily have the experience required, but you've got to take them along. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and loads of managers do that in major tournaments. I'd be hugely surprised if, if, if Ben Doak wasn't that player, uh, if he stays fit and healthy. The next two games, Reagan, that you, that you touch on, uh, again, I think you've just got to be mindful uh, is there's probably uh, you know a number of players that are slightly uh, more advanced in terms of their involvement with the squad and not necessarily getting their starts. Um, yeah. So that's something that, that, that obviously the manager, I'm um, no doubt because he's done it very well up until now, will we'll handle in the, in the right way. And the other thing is the manager did say he wants to stop the losing run we've had, albeit, you know, the, obviously the Spain game, France and England were friendlies, but we want to stop that. No, you, you can, or we can take the, the memory of the qualification, but we lost two games in the camp. We, we don't like losing. I don't want them to be comfortable to lose. I don't want them to be happy to lose. Uh, we, we spoke about that after the game. It's important that we, we set our standards higher than that. We, we don't want to lose. We've lost three in a row now. And I've asked them to make sure that when we go to Georgia, that we stop this run. Well, one of the younger players who got the full 90 minutes, Lewis Ferguson. You know, we're, we're a positive group. We're improving all the time. We've got the Euros to look forward to now. We've obviously got two more games to come next month as well in the, in the qualifiers. So it's all about improving. We've got a really good squad, good management team. And yeah, it's all about trying to improve and trying to get better. And I think by coming up against these sort of teams, we'll get that experience and, and try and improve. And because that's a level that everybody wants to wants to play at. Leanne, you work with his dad and his uncle. Does he sound more like his dad or his uncle? I don't know. Actually, some maybe somewhere in between. Actually, oh, yeah, d- he's, he's not. He's not an yeah. out and he doesn't sound like either of them. You know, you hear some people and they're literally it's the same mm. voice, like the. Uh, John Fury and Tyson Fury uh, exactly. cannot tell no, me to we had John Fury <laughs> on the phone last voice. year Janet, no I, I know and you, you mentioned it the other week That's right. I was listening to I the know. show and honestly um, I thought it was Tyson but yeah. uh, you're right maybe they take after the mum 
Maybe Possibly. that's it. He sounds Hopefully, brilliant. Hopefully, when you yeah. look at Derek and Barry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had that chat with him last night as oh, well. Oh, yeah, going to get in trouble now. Yeah. Oh, sure, um, he's also spoken about the Euros itself and he knows it's going to be tough to get in there. Yeah, massively. Every, everybody's everybody's looking forward to it. You know, when, when the draw comes out, we'll, we'll have a look at it and take it from there. But, you know, it's an exciting time for, for this squad and everybody wants to be a part of it so yeah we're all looking forward to it and is it true that Billy Gilmer that was his first goal ever senior goal yeah a little bit of course when growing up you're scoring goals a lot and it's part of my game and then got to the first team and just never ever scored so it was uh, it was, of course it's a frustrating thing but of course I want to help out the team play well that's the main aim first goals can come whenever but uh, happy playing my part Regan you love your football what do you think of Billy Gilmer I think he's a fantastic player. He's something that I actually said a few years ago. I would like to see him play for Celtic. I mean, he's a, he's a great player. And um, hopefully he can be fully fit for the, for, for the European Championship because he can be a very big player for us, Paul. Definitely. Right, and I was, I was having you until you said that you think he, he could have gone to Celtic. I, I switched off then. <laughs> I'm only joking. <laughs> oh, I'm, on, I'm only joking there. Nah, he's, he's a fantastic player, isn't he? I, I, it's interesting to hear him there talking yeah. about goals. Um, because again like, when you look at the way he plays now he, he plays that screen and roll he's got great energy um, and, and maybe not thinking goals um, but no great to see him get his, his first one and again we touched on our international debuts that's his first goal so he'll never forget that No it was unbelievable I think to score first in the game as well probably helps because yeah. he at least got to enjoy the moment if you score it your first goal at 4-0 it's probably yeah. not going to feel mm. the same but the point he scored he probably felt it was yeah. going to have an influence in the game um, but it's incredible that it's his first goal no. um, yeah. but he, what a player he is Gilmer and Ferguson as well mm. he's had to bide his time Lewis Ferguson um, and he probably will need to continue biding his time but the thing when it comes to tournament football as well and there's so much time as much as we're saying it's what seven months away Paul it'll come round quickly but there's so much game time within that so for players it's a concern about staying fit and being available and coming through are you saying suspensions Craig oh, as well I was, I was getting suspended yeah. there. so there's always chances <laughs> yeah. for players so keeping yourself available so yeah. I think we can say that back oh, yeah I know yeah. unfortunately that's the sad reality in football that often your opportunity comes along not necessarily because of what you're doing but the fact that someone else misses out and that's probably the way it's going to look for Lewis Ferguson sure. Between he'll be in the squad no yeah. doubt he'll be in the squad but I just mean his game time will be yeah. limited by the players in front of him just now but playing at Bologna as he is and captaining is uh, pretty much great credentials I'm going to have to go to the break shortly but Regan before you go we know you're a big Celtic fan um, we've been talking about it for a while when the Asian Cup comes up in January, February um, so for Japan you're going to lose Maeda Kyogo Hatate and Kobayashi and South Korea Oh Yang and Kwon so there's going to be a transfer window in uh, January would you be looking for a new striker to come in? Uh, yeah well, I think it's a big prefer- it's a big priority. That's where uh, Matt Lovell would, would, be, would definitely go into his own because he needs to. He needs to be recruiting right now and seeing people in the market because that's a big problem uh, for Celtic in January. But hopefully by then, um, Celtic will already be further in front. I know Craig would want to be a brand new Rangers manager in town, but yeah, yeah hopefully they can yeah. they can be further, uh, further ahead by then. One thing you would reckon, Craig, is it won't be someone from Asia that they would sign as a striker because they could lose that player as well. I think, look, I think Celtic have probably hit their their quota in regards to the Asian yeah. Asian contingent. Uh, maybe slightly too many uh, yeah. when you come to... Because normally, like I said, Celtic, are, uh, they're looking for players that have the, the international pedigree. So Asian Cup, okay, it's, it's only every four years. Um, 
but that would have been part of their planning. It won't be an Asian striker, Paul, yeah, to answer your question. Is it a worry for Celtic fans, do you think? I mean, things... well, It's got to be. Yeah, you look at the numbers, you look at the quality yeah. in the names that you listed, Paul. Um, huge players. And we're not talking about players that are fringe players or, or non-impact players. They're players that are involved from the get-go. Um, and we know how quickly football can change. So, Regan, as you're saying, Celtic would like to hope that they can perhaps have a bit more breathing space by the time those games come round that you don't have the same importance and emphasis but we've seen it in the past key players that are missing from clubs and it has a huge impact on the, the club not only in that period in time but certainly over the, the course of the season and how it plays out um, but I think Celtic would have got to get into the market again haven't they? They probably didn't spend the level of money that we expected them to spend in the summer so that perhaps is an incentive to go and get a big name that can come in and hit the ground running and certainly can fill that void Regan, Stephen Naismith, the Hearts manager today, saying the team have to, or the club, look after their own fans. They have to. So the Celtic allocation has gone from 3,500 to 576. So last night, Barry, John Hartson, myself, everyone said, it's yeah. such a shame, isn't it? It's going to be the same when Rangers I'm come. Yeah, so what do you feel? What yeah, would you say? I'm just really disappointed that Scottish football is doing this again to the away supporters. I, I don't care what uh, team you support, Paul. I'm just really disappointed that as a spectacle. I know that they're, they're looking after the own club, as Steve Easter said, but I think it ruins the spectacle. I think yeah. it ruins the game. If you speak to Craig, you've got John Hartson, you've got Bar- uh, Barry on the show as well. I mean, we spoke about this with the regards to the Rangers and Celtic game. That, that needs to be sorted. Yeah. It's, just not the, it's just not the same match sure. anymore. And in a way, I think it backfired on Rangers because they had no opposition fans there, and they ended up some of them. The atmosphere was was it was it was fever. toxic. Yeah, it was toxic. That's yeah. the word. What is despite that? What's the scoreline going to be, Reagan? Um, I'm I'm going to say two 0 to Celtic. And do you think Rangers will get off to a winning start against Hibs? Yeah, I'm going to go three two mm. to Rangers. Yeah, I see goals mm. in that one as well, Reagan. I, I yeah, I mean. Certainly not too far away from that prediction myself. Regan, thanks very much. 0808 17 17 700. Leanne Crichton, Paul Cooney and Oz himself, Craig Moore. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go! 0808 17 17 700. It's the Thursday evening edition of the Go Radio Football Show with our friends at Global Eco Energy. Paul Cooney, Craig Moore and Leanne Crichton. So, Rangers appointed the new manager at the weekend. It was down to two, and it's Philippe Clement, three times winner of the title in Belgium with Genk in 2019. Then he moved to Bruges, two years running. He won the title there, then to Monaco. First season went really well. Second season missed out on the top spots, and then he left just during the summer. So he's now the new boss at Ibrox. Um, This is one of the key things he had to say in his media conference the other day. It's not an advantage, of course to be seven points behind, that's clear. No, I think one thing, and that's maybe the major thing for the next weeks, maybe months, we will see, that we need to be focused on ourselves. For me, uh, a season is like a marathon, and it's of no use to look at this guy that is running in front of you all the time and then try to chase it with one big sprint and don't have the legs anymore to do the marathon and to kill yourselves. No, you need to focus on yourself, on your pace, to, uh, that you hire that pace, that it's, it's faster than before, that it's better than before, and that you can do all this marathon. It's not about the next two, three games. It's about a lot of games this season in a lot of competitions. 
So we need to look at all those things. We need to focus on ourselves, not on other teams, and to make our story better and better and better and better. Leanne Crichton, what did you make of what he was saying? Yeah, I liked it. I liked it because it's it's clear, isn't it? Um, it's certainly one that will wash just now because he's just in the door. So I get the, the marathon analogy and, and what that looks like and focusing on you, which he's saying for the next number of months or weeks or months, but probably in, in general you should only ever focus on you and if you do your job well and you do it you know, to the best of your ability and you do it better than the rest, then you'll, you'll come out on top. So... But to focus on your pace, and I think that's exactly what Rangers need to do, but I think the managers get a quite a quick turnaround in terms of finding out what that pace is and how he can get the best out of the group that's there because I don't think anybody believes that Michael Beale was able to get the best out of that current group. Now, we could all be proven wrong again and that another manager comes in and he's faced with the same issues that Michael Beale was faced with, that his team didn't perform, they were sluggish, they didn't offer enough in big moments. Um, but that's why you know Philip Clement has been brought to the club so they've got to be better than they were before as he says but he will get time until at least the League Cup semi-final which is a must win sure. and a potential League Cup final which is a must win if they get there What's your instinct? You've been in the game a long time I know you're not in the dressing room you haven't heard them I'm just interested from people in the game what's your impression of how he will do? I think it's the unknown. Again, it's the unknown because we can look at his track record. You mentioned the leagues that he's he's won, um, both at Genk and at Bruges and his time at Monaco. And clearly he's got a good calibre in terms of his CV and that's why he's, again, been recruited. And you would hope that he's been recruited on the basis that he's offered more experience and more credibility than what Michael Beale had at the early point in his management career when he was given the Rangers job. So... I think those signs look more positive and I think for Rangers they had to get this appointment right so they've taken a little bit more time over it I know perhaps people expected the announcement to have been done at the beginning of the international window yeah. to allow them more time um, whereas the time with the team has been trimmed down so that they got the appointment right so for Rangers it's a huge call um, he seems competent and confident and he speaks very calm and assured and I think with the experiences that he's had at those clubs we spoke about that he'll come with a clear idea of what he wants and expects from his team but there's no guarantee that when you come in especially to a club that's effectively in crisis and that's why they've had to appoint a new manager that things go your way so he's got a huge job Craig, what do you feel? We, we, we all know you're close to Kevin Musket mm -hmm. so he's not got it I know you're also a really fair person yeah. so what do you think, Philippe Clement? How's he uh, going to do I, I, Again, I, I get his message I, I think about shutting outside noise out Look, there's plenty of noise in Glasgow without yeah. having to focus on it um, so if you can do that um, and, and kind of have that mentality where it's, it's us against the rest, um, that can make you really strong. Uh, I think the biggest improvement uh, needed in this squad is, is actually repairing people mentally uh, and instilling some confidence. Uh, for me, that's the most important thing because, look, whether, whether these players are, are at the top level, time will tell, but I'm absolutely convinced they're better than what they have shown so far this season. So, I, I, again, I'm speaking to Leanne off here. When you go into a new job, you don't need to go looking for trouble. It finds you. Um, so, for me, it's it's about, you know, some small changes, but really just rebuilding uh, these players mentally and giving that confidence. And I think from that, you'll see, you'll see an upside immediately um, within the next two to three weeks. And... Again, it's uh, it's something that the fans will be desperately wanting to see. I actually think as well the the fans would appreciate a manager that comes in just now and makes big calls 
Now, I don't know what those big calls could look like, whether you before Michael Beale went, there was question marks over James Tavernier, for example, as captain. So we've seen it. Oz has been there in situations where the captaincy's changed at clubs and that player still remains at the club. So you do come in and change what the dressing room looks like and feels like mm -hmm. because you want to try and get a bit more control of those players right away but run the risk of perhaps turning a few against you and changing what the, that dynamic looks like or do you come in and change the system completely and shake things up? Because what I don't think the Rangers fans will expect is status quo. To roll out the same system with the same players producing the same mediocrity in performances. Um, so that'll be the big thing for Philip Clement to get a gauge for what those players are like and how they come across. And I'm sure he'll be doing his due diligence in this short time as well, trying to meet players and speak to players on a one-to-one -one basis. Probably the leadership group as well. I'm, you know, I would yeah. assume they would have a say in it. Speaking to people that have already been at the club, members of staff that remain and try and really narrow that down um, because with those types of decisions you don't get an awful lot of time to get them right Well someone who hopes he doesn't get it too right is Kevin <laughs> a Celtic fan on the line we'll come back to that shortly including who's going to be the backroom team we know he's brought, brought a colleague with him but who's going to be the Scot in there or someone who's been at Rangers Kevin's on the line good evening Kevin Hello how are you doing you alright? Yeah Hi, Kevin. good thank Hi, Kevin. you Yeah. What's on your mind is it the Hearts tickets? A couple of things. I it's a half tickets and uh, just the, the, yeah. with the Asian Cup coming up. Uh, I'll start with the the half tickets. Yeah. Um, listen, I just think it's shocking what it's been doing. I mean, Rangers obviously started the ball rolling with this taking tickets, obviously, like, uh, because we kept on spanking them all the time at the ring ground, and then that that's really wasted the the, the old firm derby. And now Hearts are going that, that side. Now I know Stephen Naismith. He's saying. Hearts need to take, take care of their own fans. Uh, Paul, sorry, that's a lot of rubbish, mate. He's talking nonsense. That's got nothing to do with the Hearts fans because that stadium will be empty when Celtic go there because the Hearts can't sell tickets. They can't sell tickets for the Edinburgh Derby. They can't sell tickets when they're in Europe. They're not interested. So it's a lot of rubbish. Just check, oh, I would respect Stephen Maysmith Mayor if he told the truth. Just say, we're looking to take an edge off Celtic. That's it. Just tell the truth. Easy, easy done. But don't tell lies and say you're looking after your own fans because that stadium will be near enough empty with the Celtic fans on there. Well, they do carry a huge support. They have they sell out about 15,000, I think, season tickets. But let's hear what you say. But listen, I'm not taking away from what you say. I think it's a mistake when clubs say we're not going to let the opposition fans in because we're scared. I know they don't actually say that. Here's what he said this afternoon. Celtic will have their view. They're, they're going to have their view, just like we would have our view from what we get when we go to away grounds. I think as a club, over the last five or six years, the momentum's been building for the club in general, whether that be the, the new stand being built, the, the backing the club have got, the, the foundation, and the fans taking control of the club. And all that comes, with, and all the optimism comes with creating a bigger following we've got that bigger following so first and foremost we need to look after our fans and, and give them the opportunity to support us and, and be part of what can be a successful time for the club. I think on a, a bigger wider scale as a country we can for sure look around at other leagues and, and see the structure and the way things are done but there's so many aspects of the game in Scotland that we can, can improve on by doing that but at this moment in time every club is looking out for themselves and, and rightly so to give their fans the best opportunity to watch the team. Craig, what would you say on it? I, I'm, I'm really not comfortable with the direction of the, the game in regards to the fan allocation. Uh, I would much prefer to see 
um, away fans, you know, getting their allocation and a worthy allo- allocation as well because I, I felt that um, it, it added so much uh, to the spectacle, yeah. I, I, yeah. you know. And, and so like, there's a couple of areas of the game that I think are – Kind of getting away from us a little bit, which we we can't control. So the the tickets, the VAR situation, I've, I've told you from day one, not a huge fan of. But unfortunately, it doesn't look as if it's um, it, it's it's able to be reeled in. Um, so I can understand Kevin's frustration. Um, you know, sometimes, for example, Nazi, they're going out and having to speak to the media. Look, he might be he might be involved in those conversations, or it might have absolutely nothing to do with him, and he's the front man. It shouldn't really be for the manager, should no, it? No, that did smack Kevin. There's a lot in what Kevin says. A lot of that is leave that to the directors. And you would hope. I keep saying with James Bezgrove, a new young CEO at Rangers, mm-hmm. and Michael Nicholson at Celtic, surely there can be. A reasonable discussion, and I don't care what the timescale is, the sooner the better, you see, we open up the away ends again for the opposition, especially at the derby, the Glasgow derby, the old firm derby. I don't care what we call it, but we're behaving. It's appalling. I mean, we should have opposition fans, Leon. But has it gone too far now? Is Not it a point could, now that they could they reverse it? Because as far as I'm aware, season tickets have been sold in that allocation. So they would need to revisit it. They would need to yeah. change it completely. Um, they would need to move fans around the stadium, I'm assuming. But you're right, it should never have, it should never have dispersed. It should never have got to this point. Um, and, and a lot of people, and I know of you know, sitting different discussions around this where... People say what the atmosphere was, that it was toxic and it was filled with sectarianism and hatred and that's around an old firm game. So when you look at other games that should be able to be high profile, like a Celtic Hearts game that has always been a good fixture for a number of years now, um, you know, live on Sky Sports and you're reducing the atmosphere um, for whatever reasons. But the reality is now a lot of fans are, a lot of clubs, sorry, are putting the onus on their fans. Whereas you would probably rather, you know, maybe it's Kevin saying, if this is your decision, just come out and say this is your decision at boardroom level because, you know, how much input have you taken from the fans that they are saying we would rather have, you know, a reduced capacity within the stadium as long as we don't have X amount of opposition fans there. Um, It's becoming a bit tit for tat and and you're not really getting the clarity around it. And it takes away, I do think it takes away from the atmosphere. I would rather, even as a player on the pitch, you would rather know that you've got an opposition end or a corner, whether you're the home team or you're the away team. I think it adds a bit more spice to it. I think the players would enjoy it more. I think Stephen Naismith, he's faced with a difficult situation having to speak to the media because... Stephen Naismith as a player would have wanted both sets of fans and in good numbers as well because you would enjoy the occasion more. I love the advantages that they used to take. Like? Like, yeah, leave the grass a little bit longer. Don't water the pitch. (laughs) You know, bring the lines in a little bit within within rules and regulations. I prefer that way. That's right. I prefer that way. Um, That was a European game, I think. Um, Asian Cup. What are you feeling about it? The players who are probably going to be away for... Three, four weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I just trust Brendan Rodgers and the board that they, they've got to take the steps necessary to make sure that we are not going to be left too short. It's, what, what dates is it the players leave, Paul? So the, when do so they go? It starts on the 12th of January till the 10th of February if they go all the way in it. Um, and there's there are reports that there could be some games two days after the derby. So that would be like 1st, 2nd of January. Yeah. Well, I, I trust the board, mate. I trust. Okay. Um, yeah. I know Celtic fans have uh, some Celtic fans anyway have got a a bit of a, 
yeah. up and down relationships, should we say, with the yeah. board. But I completely trust them because he, uh, I look at the past five, six, seven seasons, what they've done at manager level, what they've done with the signings, what they've done with the, the sales of the players, how good they've done. I trust Brendan Rodgers and the board 110%. To make to to, uh, to make sure that we're well set, so I am not nervous about it one iota. I know that we've got to lose maybe Kyogo and Hatati. Uh-huh. That's that's fine. Hatati will be Kyogo will be a big loss, but I trust that Brendan Rodgers and the board are already there in the background. They've already got targets. Um, they're already saying let's let's look at this guy. They're maybe even looking at loan signings. I trust them a hundred percent, and I've got to put the cat amongst the pigeons, and I would say. If I was, uh, if I was, not not panic level, but I'm just going to say the name. I would, I would bring in Lawrence Shanklin. Yeah. I think he's not going. To, he's going to be somebody that knows the league, somebody that knows where the back of the net is, mm-hmm. somebody that's high on confidence. I know he's the Hearts captain, but he's certainly somebody that we can afford, and he's somebody that I think would jump at the chances coming to Celtic, triple his wages, and you never know. He he might come in. Had the yep. ground running, smashed the goals in, and then Akio okay. goes under pressure to get back to the team. What do you think? No, I was just going to say, Kevin. Obviously, you said that you trust the board and all that. Uh, I guess the question for a lot of Celtic fans is the the Asian contingent have Celtic yep. gone too heavy in too many? Uh, because that Asian Cup has has been in the calendar for for a long, long time. And and most importantly, in terms of a striker, I mean, it stands out like a sore thumb that Celtic should have had another striker even at the start of the season. Um. Does, does that disappoint you, or you're still comfortable with the fact that this this window, um, Celtic can bring in another top-notch striker that can come and, and deliver potentially while Kyo goes away? I, I, I agree with you. With, with you uh, part of what you say there, Craig, totally respect what you're saying there, buddy. But uh, on the flip side, I would say, look at the look, if you go and look at the distribution of goals throughout the Celtic team. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Kyogo, if Kyogo was, if we had scored 50 goals at this point, right, or 50, 30 goals at this yeah. point, mm-hmm. and Kyogo had scored 19 of them, you'd be nervous. Yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. not the case. But the goals are dis- distributed well about the team. I still do. I'm still yeah. disappointed we didn't get a straight in, So I totally agree with you there, Craig, 100. Leanne, what about the suggestion from Kevin Lauren Shanklin? I mean, too often these players. I know it was a midfielder, but Lewis Ferguson mm-hmm. was available. Rangers, mm-hmm. maybe Celtic could have gone for him. What about Shanklin to Celtic? Yeah, it's not a bad shout. Not a bad shout. Although he's probably a player this season. Not struggled for form, but yeah. he certainly struggled for goals. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's only got one, possibly two, this season. Um, so whether Celtic would would take him or not but Kevin I'm also interested are you as confident getting into the January window around the Asian Cup because there's that kind of safety net in the league just now in terms of the points tally if it was even Stephen just now and it was a, a bit closer at the top of the table would you be as confident in the board that they would have somebody lined up to come in in January if you lose all those players and we'll never know. Never know, because Kevin's know hung up. Well, no, he's still there, but uh, I think he's in a bad area. I think what I took from it, Leanne, was he said he's got confidence in the board. And I yeah. think with Brendan Rodgers just being in the door, mm-hmm. you know, during that last window, there seems to be a feeling that, well, from listening to Kevin, they've mm-hmm. got a plan. Maybe they know who they're going to bring in, and it's got to be somebody up front. Uh, they would have ideas, of yeah, course. Everyone's spoken about Chikamakis and looking fondly at, you know, how he did for Celtic and yeah. he's gone. So there's a feeling that Brendan Rodgers, elite manager, will bring somebody in. Yeah, no, you would assume so. Yeah. Um, you know, that's the whole point of having the board and yeah. people in those positions that are looking ahead and the manager, I'm sure, has identified targets. But it's by no means an ideal situation, though. Sure. You know, I understand no, what Kevin's saying. There's a lot of confidence and the Celtic mm-hmm. goals have come across the pitch. But 
a collective effort in terms of the team's performance that they produce opportunities for yeah. players to score all over the pitch and guys like Maida we know his work rate even at Livingston away Absolutely, you know when you yeah. get out of 10 players Maida's sure. got the work rate of two players there's nobody else in the Celtic team that can press the way Maida does um, Kyogo he can mm-hmm. be unheard of yeah. and unseen for 89 minutes and he pops up with a winner so big players to lose did that put the cat among the pigeons? We'll find out after the break. 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Switch to clean, renewable energy and reduce your bills by up to 70%. Let's go! Paul Cornelian Crichton and Craig Moore is with us here on the Go Radio Football Show. This time tomorrow night, Stephen McGinn will be with Barry Ferguson and myself 5 till 7. Well, that's the international... Window just about gone, Craig, overall. You picked up uh, Australia as well the other day. You yeah. went to see them. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I got to see. I actually got to see a few games. Uh, Australia yep. against England. Um, Australia done quite well, lost a match. Mm. Uh, and then shot across to, to Malaga and watched uh, under-20s. I seen Belgium-Holland. Yeah. Good game. And I seen Australia-Denmark. So I got to see quite a bit, which was good. Matt O'Reilly, of course, was on the bench there for the full team. The national team. Good yep. progression for him, isn't it? And what a season he's having. Yeah, and looks look, looks a very very handy player. Um, you know, he's he's uh, great technique, great size, killer pass, can score goals, and uh, you know Celtic have got a really good player there that I'm sure will kick on in terms of international football as well in the coming years. And some news as we build up towards the summer of next year and the Euros in Germany. Scotland fans have been told today they can use the match tickets, Leanne, Mm. as regional transport tickets. Makes good sense from 6am on match day. You'll be home by then, surely, (laughs) uh, until 6pm, more like the time, um, the following day. So it's valid on the regional trains and stuff. Great to be in the conversation. No, very much so. And and, and it'll be a fantastically run tournament. Um, Makes a lot of sense, obviously. Uh, with the tickets and all that brilliant the Scotland fans will have a great time German efficiency um, yeah it's going to be class isn't, isn't it, it? Yeah. I know just if I, even you know the last tournament it was still during Covid it yeah. just didn't mm. feel the same you know as much as it was a buzz to be there um, what did we have 11 12,000 yeah, at Hamden wasn't it I know yeah. but I just think Germany it almost feels like the home of football at times yeah. doesn't it and as you say the German efficiency they'll be all over it and for the fans that's what you want you want it to be seamless in terms of getting to games and travelling and hotels and Getting from A to B, um, it adds to that fan experience. So, not be great, great that Scotland are part of it. And uh, I hesitate to say on air, will you be there? What do you think? How the timing's Hopefully, going? We um, announced a few weeks ago, baby yeah, on the way. So we're yeah. due the seventeenth of March. Good, yeah. You would hope not to go uh, beyond the due date. So I'm probably right. targeting the Euros as my comeback. To be honest, yeah. I reckon What's if, I, if I need to take time off, no, she's all in. She knows Good. that she's got. Um, we need to allocate that time. Are you going to go like the Beckhams? Because I've been watching it. Do you remember when you look back when Brooklyn was a baby? So it'll be a bit like we that. Might, we'll we be, might need yeah. to. We'll see. Um, that's what, yeah, logistics we'll look at and, and what sort of coverage there'll be. But it would be incredible oh. to be over there, um, to be there and beat the games and whatnot would be absolutely class. Um, to do that in a work capacity would be unbelievable. So um, we'll just see. We'll take it how it comes. It's, it's long enough away from me just now sure. that I don't need... There's a few things that will take priority before that. Indeed. But at that age, it's a, it's a good age to take them because it's yeah. not as if they're going to run away and you have to keep them amused. Just uh, the no, basics. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. No, they'll, they'll fit in. They'll fit in. We're looking no forward doubt. to it. It's going to be great. That'll Scotland be are there. England then qualified the other day as well. And we talked the other night about Jude Bellingham. If only we could find some Scottish ancestry there. <laughs> he goes all right. He goes all right, yeah. doesn't he? He sure does. Um, some Rangers news. So for the game this weekend against Hibbs, Don Robertson is going to be in charge. His first game since the old firm. 
match back at the beginning of September. Um, other news, what about Jose Sifuentes, Craig? What's your information? Injury fears after he appeared to be bandaged up on the touchline Ecuador and Colombia. Nil-nil, is that one of those scaremongering stories that have come in and no, on the wires? Well, look, again, until you assess the players properly when they mm-hmm. come back into to the building after international break, uh, you don't really know and, and, and every club is nervous about their players that are away. Um, so Sifuentes, I'm sure, will um, you know, get the, the eye run over him. Uh, but I've not heard any updates on it. Leanne, last night, of course, Glasgow City, it was an uphill struggle. 4-0 down from the first leg against Bran, ended up 2-0 last night. What do you feel overall? 6-0? Uh, tough what, what game. Can, yeah. um, tough team that they came up against. Probably one of the tougher ones, I think, in the draw. Um, didn't know too much about Bran, I would need to say, before the draw was made. But based on the first leg performance at Peter Hill, certainly a very good side, really industrious, some good key players about them, really well coached, you could tell that they had a bit about them. And it was always going to be an uphill task for Glasgow City to go to Norway yesterday and look to try and overturn that deficit, albeit we've come close in the past at Glasgow City with, with games like that in the Champions League. Um, so you never knew how it was going to swing, but I just think it was a bit of a task. And I heard Leanne Ross, I missed the game because our training um, was on, but I heard Leanne Ross speaking about some injuries and, and issues within the team due to sickness and, and injuries that they had to reshuffle the pack. So I think they changed the system. They went a back three rather than a back four and that's not like a Glasgow City team really to change too much. So disappointing for them because they would have loved to have um, gotten through and progressed within the tournament because that's what it's about. You know, it's why you put everything into the season is to get to the Champions League. So huge disappointment for them, but certainly experiences that hopefully for Glasgow City and Leanne Ross will put them in better place for the, the season and the challenges ahead. Back in the domestic, the women's game, there's the derby, Old Firm, Glasgow derby this weekend. What about your own Motherwell? Have you got... Uh, we do, yeah. yeah. No, we play Hearts this weekend, um, which is quite good. I'm actually working on the Celtic Rangers game on Sunday right. for Sky Sports, which is good. And then our kickoff is later on, so I'll then just go straight to our game, which works out pretty well. So, so a Sky good weekend Sports of again. football. Yeah, yeah, sorry, that's yeah. great. 12 o'clock? 12 o'clock kickoff, Excellent. yeah. So it's a super Sunday of Scottish football. I think the um, it's broadcast from Tynecastle, and the men's game will follow on from the women's yeah. game. So, um, good coverage for the Scottish game, both men and women, um, which will be good. And a big game, you know, Celtic Rangers, both sides unbeaten. Celtic, yeah. obviously, got a big result against Glasgow City a number yeah. of weeks back, which yeah. was huge. They've been in brilliant form. Rangers undefeated as well. They drew with Glasgow City, so it's going to, I think, come down to the head-to-heads with the, the big sides, you know, the top three. Let's hear from the two managers. First from the Celtic camp, the manager, Fran Alonso. It's, it's always the biggest game of the season. Uh, if you ask me on a Friday, whoever we play on a Sunday, for me, it's definitely the biggest game of the season uh, because it's the next one and it's the only one that matters. So right now, yes, it's a huge game for us, like every, every game is. Uh, if you ask me if that game is, is going to be key, for what happened later at the end of the season, I would say definitely no. If so, from the Glasgow derbies, uh, the first one is always the, the the less important, I guess, because later you have another uh, potentially another five, uh, three fixtures against them. But for us, is more than you know the opposition we face. For us, what we are obsessed about is about keeping this uh, incredible level of performance. I think the team is playing as a very very high standard. The numbers are there for everyone to see. Uh, and that's, that's my obsession and our obsession as a team is 
put a performance like that, especially in front of, of our fans. It's been a fantastic year so far and nothing will make us happier than give them uh, another another three points on, on Sunday. So that's the Celtic boss, Fran Alonso, in the green corner. In the blue corner, the Rangers boss, Joe Potter. Yeah, we all know it's going to be a tough game, um, but these are the games that, that you want to be a part of, you want to be managing and you want to be playing in. It's down to our players to, to stand up and take that challenge on board and, and keep continuing to do what we've been doing because we've been progressing and we've been working really well on the training pitch and putting things into practice that we need to do to be better, to make our performances better and ultimately get three points. So we've just got to continue that process and hopefully take it into the game. Craig? Yeah, and no, I was just thinking earlier, I mean, obviously, you have massive fixtures all, all this weekend. Um, I thought I spoke fast. Celtic coach. Oh. <laughs> Fran, did you think you were what? back in Malaga oh, where you've just wow. been? Yeah, no, it was quick. I was going to ask you, Leanne, just yeah. a quick question. So, Champions League football, mm-hmm. right? We see, we see, obviously, you know, in, in the men's game, the the power and the money. Is is that going to end up going that way in terms of for the for the women, whether it be Celtic, whether it be Rangers, whether it be Glasgow City, competing at that level is going to be extremely hard moving forward. It's getting forward. tougher. Yeah. yeah, it is getting tougher. And the qualification now is getting tougher. The fact that you go into these micro groups before it to progress. So the qualification route has, has been much tougher. Previously, if you had won, you would have gone straight into the, the group stages. So, um, no, it's tough. And, you know, the money in the gulf with the teams that are in the Champions League and doing well in the Champions League and winning it, etc. It's your Spanish clubs, it's your German clubs that are there about, your French clubs, your top English sides are going to be there and thereabouts. So, so that gulf's getting wider? It's getting bigger. It's getting bigger yeah. and tougher, you know. Yeah. So if you can get there. So this stage of the competition for Bran in, in Glasgow City is probably... For Brand to kick on and, and qualify is incredible for Glasgow City to miss out. Perhaps it is now going to be realistic that that is the expected stage that you will get to. So um, as it's getting tougher, but no, Fran does speak at a, a fair old speed. He jumped in faster than he did, Craig Moore, as a player, because I was about to say, we're going to the news, we'll get your prediction, Leanne, and we'll get Craig Moore. Who's he going for? Celtic or Rangers? <laughs> oh, fine. In fact, let's not even ask him. News is next. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For great customer service and a free home survey, call 0800 233 5788. Let's go! Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go! Plenty of calls coming in. 0808 17 17 700. They know that Craig Moore is in town, as is Leanne Crichton. Leanne, your mum's been on to say she is available for babysitting next summer. Here's breaking news. It is. Yeah, yeah no, she's, she's got herself in the diary. She had already told me, to be fair, she'd kept okay. her calendar free during the Euros just in case um, I was able to get any work in, in yep. during that time. So, but I've just texted her back saying, or we could just all go to Germany, which is probably <laughs> just a better solution. So um, yeah. we'll see what she comes back with. Yeah. <laughs> Any work for you? You've almost got as much work as James McFadden. Ah, easy, I mean, easy. easy. Uh, <laughs> he's I'm knocking him com- back. I'm in good company in here with you two as well. <laughs> How's your gran? How's Nana? She's doing yeah. well. She'll be listening good. in as well. So cool. I'll get the debrief on the phone with her later on. To be fair, <laughs> she actually threatens to phone every week. You should. Um, yeah. I speak to her. She's like, I couldn't remember the number to phone in. I'm, I'm yeah. going to get you on the phone one of these days. So 
so <laughs> <laughs> celebrity appearance. So I tried to get Sports Scene yesterday to yeah. watch it, but I couldn't find it. I don't know if it wasn't on the iPlayer. But then I saw on social media that the, the outro with all the goals was played before. Listen, we've all made so many mistakes over the years, In but the, I hear you handled it well. Who was it? Was it Liam? Um, it was Jonathan that Jonathan, was presenting. Yeah, yeah for, I mean, if anything, it probably could have thrown <laughs> yeah. Jonathan um, a little bit. We were watching it, obviously realised quite quickly it was right. everything that we were about to speak about for the next 40 minutes of the show. So we could have just went up the road, to be honest. <laughs> Everybody had seen the, the five goals, um, which was a shame, because you know that comes down to somebody that's, that's pushed the wrong button and, and it's a mistake. But uh, sure. I don't yeah. think too many people noticed, although Twitter might... Uh, disagree <laughs> Jack's been on asking we've talked about it during the week are you happy that we played England we had to play Spain obviously yeah. and then France yeah no I like it yeah. I like it because you're going to come up against these sides at the Euros next summer so you're better being prepared and having a bit of an insight I think it has given Steve Clark and his coaching group and players an opportunity to test themselves against the best um, different systems different game plans different scenarios that might play out so um, the form's been good as well maybe in, in different circumstances if Scotland hadn't been playing as well as they have been in, in recent years you would look at those fixtures and think it's nonsensical because you're looking to build confidence and different things it was a, a different situation so it was it was one that was enabled and I think it was good and we didn't discredit ourselves yeah. at all thought Spain performed really really well and the game could have went either way the France game I no doubt you make any level of changes I think eight is is really tough to accommodate and I always feel for those players that come in because you wait for your moment to get into the, the team and it's fine if you make two or three changes because the, the fluidity never really sure. changes but you make eight changes and it completely unsettles the group and it's then almost eight players that have never played together yeah. before so that changes but no I, I, I liked it and it, you know it was brave from Scotland as well Craig in your illustrious career as well did you enjoy having to go up a level when you played players that were maybe world famous you know you played some of the top teams did you improve well you had to be on your game there's no doubt about that you had to be at your very best um because you know you're playing against better players um or exposed to a better level uh, for the yeah. best for the best part Paul but um in terms of the scheduling and running into to major tournaments and what sort of stuff you get those tough games in early um because it really makes you match hardened and it gives you that experience, um, which is uh, an experience that doesn't hurt you. And then leading into the tournament, you, you, you'll you get a, a game or two that maybe a little bit of a, yeah. an easier yeah. match where that confidence and what you've worked on the training ground, you see it work in the match, you execute and boom, you're at the, you're at the tournament ready to go. Jacqueline's been on asking, are Rangers going to have money to invest in the new manager and the team in January? So James Bisgrove was asked a question uh, about the squad and the scope for improving it in the coming months. The, fir the first step really is Philippe and his staff to make an assessment on the squad to identify initially how do we increase performance, how do we improve results. And I'm sure Philippe will also give an assessment to the board, to the football board, where he sees the strengths and the weaknesses. And I believe the board and the investors will be receptive to, to Philippe's feedback in terms of any improvements, any acquisitions that the squad requires. Clearly, there's been investment in the squad in the summer, but the, the standard and the bar at Rangers is very high. We want, to win, we want to win silverware, and Philippe is here for that. That's why he's cho chosen Rangers above possibly some other options. So, you know, Philippe, Philippe's voice will be really strong in that, and I believe the board will be receptive to the, to the input that, that, that Philippe has. Craig? Well, the bar definitely needs to be raised. Mm. Uh, or, sorry, the, the level that's there hasn't been hit uh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, look, again, it's a juggling job. 
at the moment, Paul, because uh, there's a lot of players that have come in and, and it may not have worked. I think over the next two or three three weeks, a new manager will have a clearer idea in terms of who he believes can be part of what he wants to um, to roll out at the football club. January window is a very, very tough window. Uh, it's, it's normally the one where you, you, you add a little bit of strength or depth, yeah. not necessarily starting 11 players. Um, so... Look, it'll be a mixed bag. They, of course, they'll have shortlists of players that they're looking at bringing into the football club. Will they explore potential loan deals in terms of these players that have come in that maybe haven't worked? Yeah. Can they then, for a period of time, get them off the wage bill, which allows some other business to be done? Um, interesting time, but I think it'll be really clear, uh, saying, Leanne, I think it'll be really clear in terms of the new manager coming in within two to three weeks of um, what he's trying to achieve mm -hmm. and how he's going to go about that. I think I think it, it should be very clear in two to three weeks. People like Desers obviously have been criticised that he hasn't got off the ground yeah. yet. Or if mm. he has, it hasn't hit the back of the net much. Is he the kind of player? What was it? Four million roughly has been invested. Do you yeah. think the new manager, whoever it was going to be, as Clement, will get a tune out of him? Get goals? He needs to. He needs to. Yeah. It's, it's pretty simple. I mean, um, you know, Dessers has scored goals, um, you know, and has scored goals uh, at a decent level yeah. in, in not a powerhouse in Holland, uh, lower, lower clubs and scored decent amount of goals. So it's there. You know, it's. I, I guess maybe sometimes you've got to go back and, and look at not only profile, but how, how was he scoring all those goals? You know, uh, what was what was the supply? Uh, and, and again, you need to look to, when you bring in that type of player that's expected to score 20-plus goals at Rangers, then you've got to play to his strengths. Now, I don't believe that that has been the case at this moment in time, and that's a, an important part of management. What, what, what do you think the team will look like on Saturday? The starting 11, mm. is there going to be noticeably you say well, well, well this is a different now he's already said in the media conference there's not going to be a massive change got to show something yeah exactly what, what do you think it's going to be and he's ruled out uh, the captaincy he was asked are you going to change the captain I don't see a reason for the moment to change those things I think uh, I need to focus on on many others for the moment and uh, and step by step looking what is the best story for the club but I don't see a, a reason for the moment to change that now and also he was asked about the style of play before I ask you both about the changes you think. I like dominant football. I want to play dominant football. I did it also with the first team that I was coach or manager. Uh, Waslan Beveren was a team who played against relegation in the Belgian league. We played also dominant football with them. In the beginning it was pushing the players because in the beginning nobody of the squad believed in that, that they would it would be possible to do. But I saw that they had the qualities to do it. To play attacking football with a lot of changing of positions, people creating space for, for other players, but out of a good structure that you, you don't get too many transitions and, and that you get stupid goals because you're, you're not thinking about your structure. So out of a structure, attacking football. Leanne, Craig, what do you think is going to happen Saturday? What changes will we see? I'm going to go either one or the other, mm -hmm. right? So I, I think potentially there, with it being a home game, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking maybe not. You could change formation and go to a 3-5-2. Yeah. I think that actually suits, uh, you know, especially in terms of Tavernier who loves to get forward, uh, whether it be Batisic or, or Yilmaz down the left. Uh, and, and the three centre-halves, I think, at this stage would pick themselves. Um, so there's that in terms of a change of formation, but it's at home, which makes me doubt that that would be the case. The other one... I think, unfortunately, you do need to make a call. Mm -hmm. 
and to show that there is a clear uh, change of thought process. And I, and I think that maybe someone like Connor Goldson could be somebody that misses out um, where a, a suitor may come in and, and play with Davies who gives you natural balance, left foot, centre-half, right foot, centre-half. The, the, the rest the rest going forward um look uh, again I think I think he'll he'll start with a 433 but we don't know Rangers don't have out and out wide players so yeah. the, a 352 at this moment in time makes sense mm-hmm. Leanne, Leanne could you see that Connor Goldson an ever present mm. for for years virtually perhaps joined? perhaps because I don't think John Suter deserved to come out the team mm-hmm. at the point he did I found that a strange decision um from Michael Beale and he kind of found it hard to get himself back in until Stephen Davis came in, you know, and put him back in, certainly for the, the St Mirren game. So that is what I alluded to earlier on. I think at this point you can afford to make changes and you can afford to make what looks like a drastic change just because I think the fans will react well to it, regardless of how it looks, because they'll think that you've come in and you've seen something different. If you come in and you see the same thing that the previous manager was seeing and you pick, you know, like for like personnel in the same positions. And I've been saying it for long enough. I think the three five two would complement Rangers well, not just because Tavernier and Barisic, for example, who are more often not exploited at points defensively, where they, they switch off and they get done with the back post and, and spaces in behind. Barisic probably more than Tavernier. But their attacking asset is going forward. So use them in that capacity also there's not been one striker that has stood out this season that you can count on scoring goals so playing as a lone striker at times is tough when it's it's your sole responsibility so you go one up or one up one off um, or the two central strikers then fine it gives you somebody to lean on and it gives you that balance and I think as I say the Rangers fans would react well to that because it would be something different but we've, we've not seen enough from uh, the likes of Dessers, Lammers, Sifuentes, we spoke about injury. You know, Sima is probably blown hot and cold as well. Um, Danilo, we've seen with the face mask on this week, so whether he's available to come in and able to play with that mask on, um, mm. we'll see as well. So, But it is a big weekend for the Rangers mm. manager. I know he's just in the door, and but it's a good start for him in the sense that he's at home. He gets that opportunity. I think going to Easter Road would be a different task. Um, Nick Montgomery quite likes the 4-4-2 as well. So, um, he'll, have, he'll have a go, you're right. Def- yeah. Defensively, it'll be 4-4-2, mm-hmm. Liam, but... Uh, when when they they'll have a go. That's four two four. They yeah. actually yeah. send they. they and they've got great pace up top as well. Oil, yeah, yeah, yeah. There will um, be goals in this game. What there's so there's goals. There's goals in this yeah. match. Like says Nick Montgomery, um, he'll respect Rangers, but he'll be coming and 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 having a red hot go at them. And they're better on the offense, aren't they? Hebs are better Hibs. attacking. Susceptible at the back, they're, they're, would that yeah. be fair? Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I would say that's been yeah. pretty that's been the Achilles heel. Of course, you know, yeah. even um, you know your football Johnson. Pool. Yeah. What's that? Uh-huh. Yeah, so you know like, football I, I was down in, <laughs> <laughs> in London at the weekend, so the, the NFL game was on. But it's true. Look against Hearts. Look in the derby. They were two down, but you yeah. know they yeah. they came yeah. back two goals. No, they've good got, pace. Yeah. They've got a bit about yeah. them. Hibs. They have. Um, but we've seen the defensive vulnerabilities throughout mm. the season. There's been games that they've had that two goal advantage sure. and they've thrown it away. And that's what I'm sure Nick Montgomery will have spent the international window. Mm with the players that he's had available to him certainly looking to try and nullify that certainly ahead of a visit to Ibrox It's going to be some game isn't it um, he's been talking about his goals long term short term um, he's saying you have to have patience I just work day and night really hard with the players to get the best out of them then you need to get results on the pitch 
And sometimes it's you have lucky days, sometimes you have unlucky days. I'm somebody who looks past that. I know with the story we have, the way of working, that it needs also a bit of time to implement everything. And that's normal also because you speak about players moving together. You speak about offensive football, but you need to automatize that. You need uh, a lot of trainings around that before it becomes natural for the players. And sometimes it goes fast and sometimes it takes a little bit more time in all the teams that I've been. But at the end, everywhere, there were the results, there were the goals, there were the, the good games. So I know it will come with the potential for me that is here in the club, with the potential that is here in the dressing room and with the ambition the club has also for the future to make the right decisions if some positions need to be strengthened. And one of the key questions for him was, what about the backroom staff? Who's it going to be? No, for the moment. Has he made the decision? No, for the moment not. Um, so we took the decision together first to see also with the people who are here, what are the qualities, how do they, how do they adapt to the story, uh, how do they work with the players, and in a few weeks we will make an evaluation and, and then see what's, what's necessary or not. So it's the same with, as with the players. I believe also really hard in in looking of potential of, of people. So we will see. I think I saw already that uh, quite some people with potential are already in the club. So we will see what happens. What do you think? Neil McCann's name was mentioned the other night. Would you ask him, get him on the line and see? Is he the kind of person? Yeah, yeah. call him, him just now. He'll be listening. Yeah. He'll what, be do, listening. what do you think, Craig? Um, Neil, Neil is a, he, yeah. he's a great candidate. Um, absolutely. He could go in there and, and, and do a job now. Um, he knows uh, obviously the expectation of the club he knows uh, the players uh, and he kind of knows what you're coming up against uh, domestically where, where you, when you're going on the road it's also mm. important I think when you have a lot of foreign players that are new to the league uh, but I believe that with Alex Ray uh, and, and Dava yeah. um, that are there I mean Clement's obviously talking about uh, having a look and see how these boys uh, operate within the, the framework Um you know, Steve Davis has done little to no coaching. Yeah. Um, so, but I know that he is highly regarded. Um, so he, he he will take. Yeah, you know, actually, it'd be a good opportunity for him to learn off somebody. But how close? How close he would be. Um, Clement will, will know. Brings one in, one or two, uh, and the rest. I think it is important. I, I think it's something. And Leanne mentioned, know what your thoughts as well. But in terms of you know whether it be a, a Neil McCann and. You know, the normal names, Barty Ferguson, Kevin Thompson, Kenny Miller, Kevin Thompson, like all those yep. kind of names have been thrown about before. I, I think it's important because I believe that it can offer some invaluable inf intel on the players, mm -hmm. on the league. Um, and okay, it's not at the level as, say, at Celtic with John Kennedy being there for mm -hmm. a long period of time, but I think it offers a f some, some stability yeah. as well. Yeah, no, I would agree. I would agree. You just wonder though, there's been quite a bit of change at Rangers, and they've not had that constant. So it's it's probably you know how well received would that be even from the, the current playing group? I think like the John Kennedy situation at Celtic has never changed, and he's been ever present regardless of the manager that's been there. So I think when you arrive as a player, John Kennedy's there, whereas all these players are there before this Scottish contingent comes in. Whether it would be one of the names that, that you've mentioned or it remains is one of the guys that's already there. But I like the fact that the manager's looking at it and going, these people are in the building and they'll be given a chance to prove themselves. And it was similar to Ange Postacoglu. That was one of the questions he was asked last week was around staff and why you don't take people with you everywhere you go. And he says, because I earn loyalty the right way. 
you know, you, somebody's not loyal just because they're there all the time. They're loyal because they work hard and they understand your message and they want to deliver it in the, the manner in which you do. So um, there'll be a lot of pressure on these folk to, to get it right as well, you know, because the spotlight's on them as well. They're being looked at from the manager, not just the players um, and what their roles and responsibilities look like. But I think when you're at a club like a Rangers or a Celtic, you probably do need a bit of consistency. And I think just to have that voice from past experiences that can go in and go this is what the fans would expect at this point or when the tough gets tough this is what we need to do um, so it'll be interesting really interesting to see what the appointments will be For months people have been saying what about the director of football position or whatever you know they talked about it the last yeah. time around after GVB had gone yeah. when Michael Beale came in this is what James Bisgrove said about the football governance at the club Yeah absolutely and that, that's a conversation mm. Philippe and I have had it's one that Philippe's had with with the board, and um, I'll come back to, to the question directly, but to, to provide some context on that, both the chairman and I and all of the board, we, we recognise that the, the leadership, the governance of the football department is absolutely fundamental to our short, medium and long-term success. So in, in that regard, we have a football board uh, with a number of leaders across the football department. We have our chief scout, John Park, that sits on that. He heads our, up our scouting division. We have Craig Robertson, our director of football operations, the chairman and myself, the manager, Dr. Dr. Mark Waller, our director of medical and performance, and our academy director. So we feel we've got a really strong group of leaders that will implement the football strategy and take key decisions, whether that's player contracts, whether it's um, uh, player acquisitions. Um, but all of that said, yes, we, we do believe that a director of football, uh, a technical director, is something that would add additional value. And it's, uh, it is a live conversation that we're, that we're having at the moment to complement and to complete that leadership structure within the football side. Of course, we hear this. What do you think? Because obviously the Rangers fans just want a winning team yeah. that can catch Celtic. Yeah, look, they, they need one. They absolutely need one. Um, and, and I hope it's not down the path of an administrator type mm. because that's not what's needed. What they need is, is someone who has football experience, who has a network, um, because that, that is the most important thing in that role, that kind of uh, experience. So for me, like I said, it's not, it's not, it shouldn't even has gone on as long as, as what it has, in my opinion. This is, is a, a position that I, I believe is um, hugely valuable at every football club. Leanne? Well, it's interesting that it's taken so long, isn't it? Um, and, you know, James Bisgrove comes across really confident and assured in what he's saying there, but the reality is that they have not found it as valuable as he describes, otherwise you would have found that person quite efficiently. Um, they've dished out a huge number of contracts, they've signed an awful lot of players, they've gone through managers, um, like some folk would go through hot dinners, so I think it's something that has to be in the priority list. If it's something that you identify as a key structure of your football club, it should never be vacant for that long because it's, it's key and it's fundamental, as he describes, to the running of the football side of the company. So um, it'll be interesting. But again, who is it? Who's that right person? Is it some, Because the manager's already appointed now. A lot of clubs, it would ideally be the sporting director or the technical director that would help in the recruitment of the manager. So that then changes the dynamic and what that looks like. So it's never plain sailing. Um, and again, it's a huge decision to make and, and they must get it right. Yeah, no, like I said again, I've just I've felt... For a long period of time, I think it's some it's something, uh, and I and I had a, a, a discussion with Ali McCoy early, early, early when mm-hmm. uh, I guess when Michael Beale first got the job, and and the talk came out about director of, of football, yeah. and, and Coisty was like, well, you know, that's kind of that's not the most important thing. The players get the players get the players in for the manager, and I said, well, th- this was my concern at that particular mm-hmm. time, 
And it was something that's come back to, to, to bite Rangers in the bottom, unfortunately, because they didn't have that in place. They spent a lot of money. Um, and, and the person that should have been in there could have... There's still, for me, you have to have protection for the football club. Uh, and that's that, for me, has been lacking, obviously, since Ross Wilson has left. And it was a position that 100% needs to be filled. Have Celtic got the structure better in that they've got a head of recruitment and they've got the manager and look at the managers they've had in Ange. Yeah, he was yeah, in charge. Yeah. Brendan Rodgers last time was in charge. Then yeah. I think he felt maybe he didn't have the same power. He's back. Mm-hmm. He'd be in charge, I would imagine, but working with. In other words, if they bring in a director of football, yeah. is that who Philippe Clement reports to? Absolutely. Absolutely. Can you do uh, that though after you've been appointed? We don't know. Well, it's what happened the at West Ham. Yeah. David yeah. Moyes is there and their director of football yeah. has come in after him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it does happen. It's um, not the manager's decision. No. This is this is about a football club. All right. Managers do well, they leave. Mm-hmm. They do poorly, they get sacked. Mm-hmm. It's very simple. You uh, need you need someone that uh, uh, you know is able to protect the the, the long term stability of the football. And the club. thing is, no two clubs need to look the same, Paul. That's no, the thing. It can be different. Yep. You know, so Celtic, whatever their model is and whatever that looks like, works for Celtic yep. and it's working just now because there's proof, there's evidence, there's substance to back that up. Yep. Rangers doesn't need to be exactly the same, but whatever that model is, it has to fit the club and it has to fit the people that work there just now and the ambitions, short, mm. medium, and long, as James Bisgrove described. And, and where uh, Celtic have gone about their business differently to Rangers over a period of time is we touched on John Kennedy. Mm. Right? Yeah. So he's been constant. There. Okay. Yeah. People say, oh, yeah, you know, he's seen off three, four, five managers. He's been the one constant. Mm. So he's able to always provide invaluable intel. Whereas Rangers, in the, in the, the last two or three appointments, has been um, a, a manager comes in with all of his staff, yeah. it hasn't worked all of that staff go. So you're starting from scratch sure. all the time. That makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. I mean, when Stephen Gerrard left, the population around Govan went down, didn't it? I mean, there were so many people. It was showbiz when he arrived. You know, he got a couple of years, then he won that title. Such an important year. We're going to have to take a break. 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Switch to clean, renewable energy and reduce your bills by up to 70%. Let's go. Look out for the business show on Sunday morning here on Go Radio. Hunter and hockey 11 till 12 and the special guest is the CEO of Parsley Box Kevin Doran a terrific a brilliant entrepreneur that's going to be Sunday morning or wherever you get your download Paul Cooney Leanne Crichton and Craig Moore on well almost the eve of the season coming back in domestic wise cinch premiership pity that cinch are going of course next season let's hope there's a new sponsor coming soon they'll be busy Neil Doncaster and co. Surely we get a sponsor in. Anyway, Leanne Crichton, Craig Moore. The games this weekend, Kilmarnock, Livingston, Rangers Hebs, Ross County, St Mirren, St Johnson against Motherwell, Aberdeen, Dundee. That's all Saturday. And then Sunday, Hearts against Celtic. The Aberdeen-Dundee game is at six o'clock. But Leanne, you know, I'm not for a second saying, but we'll be watching the weather with this storm at the moment, yeah. Babbitt, especially in the northeast. I know. No, it's worrying, isn't it? You just hope everybody that's affected well and truly, we seem to be lucky um, in the West Coast today that we're, we're not getting it as bad as other places are. But no doubt it'll, it'll have an effect and an impact on games across the country although I think it's maybe to pass by tomorrow night but um, who knows oh, is it good? who knows oh. um, we'll see I don't know that's just a forecast <laughs> but you never believe the forecast Paul exactly. no, no I know um, I've got but, some videos but, in here from St Andrews the family oh Paul and Jackie and the children are there and it's 
It's wild. crazy. Is I haven't it? watched it all yet. I will oh. after the show, but it looks wild in the East Coast. Yeah. I heard Breakin in particular That's was right. yeah. really impacted. Was evacuated, and evacuated, though, evacuated yeah. yeah. So again, you just hope oh. everybody stays safe. Um, but no, a good good weekend of fixtures, certainly Saturday, the five Premiership games, and then that one you mentioned, Hearts, Celtic. Um, which will be a cracker Sunday afternoon. What's the mood at Motherwell, for example? We know, mm. full of praise for the first few months, as they should be. It was mm. a tough September. Um, obviously, playing the big two and others, big game for them. It is, it is. It's a big one, because there's no way that there's any pressure on Stuart Kettleway yeah. or these players now. Absolutely no way. But it's a big game, because you've you've had those four defeats, you've had the international break, you've had to sit on it and stew on mm. it. So they'll be desperate to go to St Johnston, who have been hit or miss for me. You, you never really know what you're going to get. I know they're down there at the bottom, but I still think they've got a performance in them as well. Um, but no, Motherwell, I would expect them to bounce back and, and look to get all three points. I think they, they need it, and their performances up until the, the run of four games, but they've given a, a good account of themselves, I would need to say. Certainly played against the old firm and then the defeat against Livingston, the red card comes into play as well. Mm. So it's probably not a true reflection of, of where they've been. For sure. Mm. Motherwell, as you know, fifth position. So Celtic on the top with 22 points after eight. Then it's Rangers and St Mirren on 15 points. Hearts on 11, just one better than Motherwell and Livingston. And then the bottom seven, Hibs and uh, Aberdeen on nine. Kilmarnock and Dundee on seven, along with Ross County. And then St Johnson on four. Craig, what do you reckon is going to happen St. Johnson against Motherwell? St. Johnson have been a painful watch this season. Uh, really, really tough job for um, Maka McLean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen him actually watch the Rangers against, against St. Johnson. The, the, the problem with St. Johnson is, unfortunately, he doesn't have the depth in his squad mm-hmm. and a lot of the times they're set up not to uh, lose rather than, than be proactive and try and go and win a game of football. Motherwell played really well without getting points. Uh, sometimes that can be a problem because uh, he, you know, you then maybe play not so well. You you don't get the right result. But I think Motherwell here will be too strong if they believe in themselves and want to go and attack St Johnston. I just think it's a tough grind uh, for St Johnston this season. Uh, they were unfortunately for me the tip to go down. Yeah. And at this stage of the season, um, I I don't think I'm changing my mind at this stage. Is the points yeah. they've picked up at certain moments though? Yeah. Like they go to Celtic, Celtic Park, yeah. they get a point, they yeah. draw with Aberdeen before yeah. the international break. Mm. Um, well, what games do they go in where you go, you expect them to win that? Yeah. That's a problem. No, I know. Good I question. Know. Yeah, And they've struggled, they have struggled with the squad and stuff, yeah. I know that. Um, I don't think it'll be an easy game though for yeah. Motherwell. I don't think Motherwell no, will go no. there expecting or be clear favourites just because I think St John's are unpredictable so that is the point around it but for Stuart Kettlewell he will have his players absolutely drilled to the point that three points is a must and keeping 11 players on the pitch <laughs> would help yeah, yeah. <laughs> VAR has made a difference hasn't it on players getting red cards I'm not saying that Lennon I was Malone's, wondering where you were going to go with that definitely made a difference <laughs> <laughs> how long have we you don't realise you've exactly. only got 25 yeah, minutes left. it has um, but Lennon Miller sent yeah. off just on half time and we I do don't. see more of that now yeah. you don't see too much at the time that wasn't a classic one I know that but there's some things you think what and then when you look, look at it back and you slow it down mm. it, unfortunately it's the rules in terms of the, sure. the, the last yeah. man and all that but sometimes you go again we're watching the yeah. game like, you'd go, you know what I'd love just a little bit of common sense there was no malice yeah. in that he's mm. trying to get out of the way we understand the rule book but I would like to see players um, for that kind of thing where they're desperately trying to get out of the way, stay on the field. 
And the form team, well, one of the form teams, St Mirren, only losing that game to Rangers yeah. and the fact that they went down to 10 men mm. affected them as well. Massively. Yeah. What do you think, Leanne, of them so far this season? Very good. Yeah, very good. Really well, well organised. Um, different attributes all over the pitch. Defensively, good shape about them, good structure. Midfield-wise, good runners, good ball players, good ball carriers, goals in their team as well. So, um, no, they've got everything. They've got the full package this year, St Mirren, but no easy place to travel to Ross County either up to Dingwall and look to, to get a result so it'll be a big ask for them but I think they'll edge it if I'm being honest yeah I think they'll get a result this weekend the weather could be a factor oh, as be. well of course if it you goes know, ahead yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, Craig can't disagree with, with Leanne's rundown of St Mirren did you ever play at Dingwall? Uh, I don't, they wouldn't uh, have been in the top uh, division when you nah, were. I, probably, no, I, probably I don't did think you did. Maybe stage, yeah. some somebody stage. with stats will call and tell us. Yeah, but yeah. hopefully. So I'll be interested you, to, to, yeah. to learn what they are. Samir and they've been well drilled. Obviously, performed yeah. excellently uh, throughout the season. But but I think that this um, could be a slippery one for them. Uh, I think Ross County. I think at home. Um, again, they fancy themselves against anybody at home. I understand their positioning in the league doesn't necessarily reflect that, but I think it's a tough place to go. And I'm going to go for Ross County to to, mm. to, to get a result against St Mirren in that match. I see Malcolm Mackay got some credit for Scotland's performance recently, Leanne, because he was the performance director for a few years and he, he should take credit for some of the development of the players yep. that have come through. Yeah, well, you're seeing that. We speak so much about players and young Scottish players. Have we got enough of them coming through? Have we seen them? We probably don't see enough of them in Scotland, but certainly yeah. the national team have reaped the benefits of the ones that have come through and, and moved on and are now playing at big clubs. So, no, he's a good manager, Malky Mackay, and, and certainly um, Don Cowie, his assistant, is also on the, the pro licence with us. So I've kind of been able to work a bit closer with Don as well and, and insight into him and, and his ways. Um, they'll back themselves this weekend. They will, because I think even squad-wise, they, they're comfortable with the squad that they've got and... Again, have shown some good performances, but there's also been a couple of results in there, especially before the, the international break, three straight defeats, including the League Cup. So they'll be desperate um, for a win and they're at home. So you've got that advantage as well. Kilmarnock against Livingston. It's great the games are back on for both teams, Derek. I mean, what a start to the season for Kilmarnock and they've shaded it a bit since then. And Livy, I'm slightly intrigued. I keep saying <laughs> it, but you know, you know what I'm going to say, David Martindale and the future. You know, there's a new majority yeah, shareholder, I think, at the moment. And he's saying he insists a new Livingston deal is the last thing in his mind and he's happy to work without a contract or whatever. We often think, having been around the game for a while, you read behind the headlines, I don't know what the story really is, but he said, as long as I'm wanted here, I'll be here. It seems a little bit like Mr Livingston. Uh, that's for sure in terms of the period yeah. that he's been at the football club. Um, he, he is absolutely across all areas. Um, but uh, but again, when new ownership comes in, I, I guess everybody is a little bit nervous until they really understand what the what the direction or the new direction is going to be. Uh, but I think anybody looking in, uh, certainly even new ownership, it, the, the job that that uh, he's done, David yeah. Martindale, has been I think fantastic. I mean, Livingston, their their trophy every year staying in the Premier League. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, smallest so, budget. Uh, it's been incredible yeah. what he's achieved. Is he going to achieve anything at Rugby Park this weekend? Well, the two teams will enjoy it. I don't think Kilmarnock <laughs> get the home advantage, do they, when they, exactly. they play against Livingston, who are yeah. also well-equipped to playing on the, the plastic pitch. So um, I don't think there'll be much in that game, if I'm being honest. A score draw, maybe. They must enjoy this one because it's the only fixture when we don't talk about the surface. Yeah. Yeah. Score draw, did you say? Score draw. At least the score draw you can watch yeah. on yeah, Saturday no, and talk about. Yeah, tolerable, tolerable. 
I'm the same. I'm going to go a score draw. I think um, very hard to separate the two. Okay, score draw there. Going to take a quick break and then we're back. You can still time to call Leanne and Craig 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For great customer service and a free home survey, call 0800 233 5788. Let's go. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, Crofty Grado back tomorrow morning. And Rochelle will be on the traffic as well. So they'll be back from six. Are you up early in the morning? Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were up yesterday morning just flying you. back into the country, yeah. I know. Leanne, are you an early rise? Uh, not yeah, too bad. Not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. yeah, I've been trying to take it easy in the mornings these days. So yeah. I will be up relatively early. Sorry, Paul. Yes. A League in Australia kicks oh. off. It kicks off. Sorry, a little plug no, for the A League. Excellent. Uh, the A yeah. League, they have the longest pre season ever, yeah. but it well. starts it starts coming into this weekend. Who's gonna win it? Have a think about it while we... Yeah. I'll just go Melbourne City. Melbourne City, yeah. You're a Sydney boy though, aren't you? Uh, yeah, yeah Sydney, I lived stronger, in Brisbane. Of course, yeah. stronger uh, team over there. And we also, I was going to ask you, who's going to win Celtic Rangers on Sunday? Who is going to win the women's game? Yeah. I'm looking uh, at you. Yeah, okay. I'm going <laughs> yeah. to go for... Leanne obviously knows yeah. a lot more about these players than me. I'm going to go for a draw. I'm going to go for a score draw. <laughs> There you go, safe air sitting on the I fence. I know, I was thinking, come on, come on. you can at least put yourself out there. I, 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 would, I would normally then say like Rangers, mm. right? Um, because I, I, I think that they're amazing and they're going to win. No, I'm going for a draw, I'm going for a draw. Leanne, okay. what's going to happen? What do you reckon? The women's game. Yeah, it's a 12 uh, o'clock kickoff. Get the potential for yeah. a draw, to be fair. Um, but I, I, th- I do think it's a huge game for both sides because the international break is next week for the, the women's game. So mm-hmm. either of them win, they go top heading into the international break so it's massive Celtic win obviously they stay top um, so what do you think? I think it'd be a draw it'd be a draw yeah. <laughs> so you're the same as long as there's goals because I did say I was across yeah. the game so yeah. um, it'd be good to see goals it's and so to tight, be fair yeah. both sides have yeah. been flying and scoring goals for fun so yeah. I think Celtic were averaging 5.6 goals at home yeah. a couple of weeks back wow 30 um, points yeah Maximum points, Rangers 28 and uh, exactly. your old team Glasgow City on 25 and your own Motherwell this weekend. We are at Hearts, away to Hearts. Hearts. Yeah, so big game for us. Yeah. Yep. Good one though, good one. We had a good win last week against Dundee United 6-0, um, which was convincing. So looking Thank forward to the challenge against a, a professional Hearts side this weekend. Listeners are reacting already to your predictions. Mm. Stephen's on, Stephen Reside. Oh yeah, what's he so saying? He reckons, massive Motherwell fan, St Johnson won. Motherwell three. Mm-hmm. I'm they, surprised he's given St Johnston one. To be honest, Table <laughs> Bear, he will want to prove that was a mistake yep. by St Johnston today. Stephen Craigan's line, isn't it? Feed uh, the bear. Yeah. Oh, is that what he, he says? Feed yeah. the bear, and he will goal. score. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't mind that. Yeah, he has done well. Obviously, the injury as well yeah. there, but um, good player. Yeah, no, he yeah. is. Uh, he settled in well at Motherwell, which I think is good. And and you get that at times in your career where you just find a club that fits better than than others so um, hopefully he can kick on because goals will be the difference you know we've spoke about St Johnston there and the results that they grind out and they've managed to do that certainly at Celtic Park and a number of other games as well so goals will be the difference for Motherwell on Sunday Saturday sorry for Saturday Aberdeen against Dundee Mm. back to the men's game Craig what do you reckon Who's going to win this one? The North East Derby, weather permitting. Yeah, well, I, I, look, people are, are normally going to just say that that uh, is a home win uh, for Aberdeen. Uh, and would you agree? I'm, yeah. I'm going to. I like to be a little bit different, Paul. Yeah. As you know, uh, Dundee have shown some kind of, I think, um, resiliency mm-hmm. th- this season uh, in terms of the way they um, have played and, and, and hung in games. Um, 
I think Aberdeen, obviously, I know it's on the back of a, an international break, so they've had uh, you know some rest and all that sort of stuff. I think it's yeah. been a big game schedule. Sometimes you can get sure. a delayed effect, which is leading me towards a draw. 2-1 Dundee. Oh, 2-1 Dundee. Wow. I like to give a little bit different so, every now wow. and then. Okay, Tony Doherty Kept back his home. In there, didn't yeah, he? Did, that was, a, that was <laughs> amazing <laughs> running by Craig Moore. Showing amazing like, running in a, in a side yeah. pass. What do you think? So, <laughs> hey, that would be some result for Tony Doherty that back at his, huge. You know, what yeah. was his beloved Aberdeen? I know, I know. The yeah. one that he's looking forward to, yeah. um, certainly the, the sentiment with yeah. that, but I'm sure it won't last, certainly during the 90 minutes. Uh, big game for them. I actually think it'll be the reverse of the scoreline. I'm going to go 2-1 Aberdeen. It's a six o'clock kickoff. That yes. one as well, isn't yep, it? It's one of the is. games that mm-hmm. they've moved to look to try and change things up at Aberdeen. Okay. So, uh, yep. be interesting to see what the the support and the fan base. Let's is hope like. for a good one. Yeah, weather permitting. Absolutely. At uh, Ross County against St Mirren, we mentioned earlier on. Killy against Livy, and Aberdeen against Dundee St Johnson. Motherwell, did you give us your Killy? Livingston scores. Yeah, we, we talked we, about the we, game. We, we went to yeah, draws. You yeah. also went for draws. Score, score draw. Score draw. Right. What about Rangers then against Hibs? 50,000 there for the homecoming of Philippe Clement. Yes. His new home. Three and a half year deal and we know Craig, you know, mm-hmm. Michael Beale had a three year deal I think as well. Yeah. They've, they've been, they have been doling them out. They need this to work. They want it to work. Yes. Um, James Bisgrove said it was a horrible thing to do to have to say cheerio to Michael Beale mm. who he had a good working relationship with. What's the story going to be with the Philippe Clement? Uh, look, I think there's a lot of ex- is excitement. The word, what what his starting eleven is going to be, how how he's going to how he's going to play or shape up. Uh, that's the first thing. I, I think it is a game that that Rangers will win, um, but at the same time, I, I think uh, like a one nil is not going to be enough because Nick Montgomery has got Hibs believing. Uh, playing a good attacking style of football, and there's definitely goals and pace within that that hip side. So I'm going to go for, I think it was Reagan called earlier. Three two sounded good to me. Mm-hmm. That's the result I'm going to go with, Leanne. That'd be one to watch. What do you think, Leanne? I'm going to go two two draw. Okay. I just yeah. don't see it all going mm-hmm. the new manager's way on Saturday. I think Hibs will have their their tails up. I think they'll be ready for it. They'll embrace it. We spoke about the pace. I think they'll be really brave. I think they'll get at Rangers. Um, Hibs on their day, if they put it together, are a good side and they can score goals and they'll cause problems. Um, and I just don't know if we'll see too much difference in, in Rangers' approach. Let's hear a bit more from the new manager asked about what to expect of his team. I know all my colleagues and my friends in the other teams are watching this, so <laughs> I'm not going to give them more material about that. Uh, I think you, you guys... Uh, I've been speaking about that last couple of weeks, last couple of months. So you know a lot of things. I know more things because I start to get to know the players also better. And it's it's my job together with all staff and together with the players to make things better. Uh, but there's there are quite some things to do. Otherwise, we, we would not be in this situation and I would not be sitting in this chair. Indeed. Please. How's it going to start for you? What do you reckon? Well... Uh, I'm quite happy the way that he's reserved and kept a, a little bit to himself yeah. um, in, in, in that uh, interview. Uh, but he look, did well, didn't he, in the media conference? I think yeah, that's the consensus from it. Yeah, no, I, I believe so. Look, they, they walk into Rangers, they need, the, the, players, the players look, they look at every single action. They see that new manager walk in and they want to see him walk in with an arrogance and a confidence um, because that will then filter through to the players. So if he's got that and the way he's presented himself, the way he's conducted himself in the interviews, um, that's one thing. 
Crossing yeah. a white line, going to win a game of football is another thing. Quite stylish at the beginning when he came in. You saw the, <clears throat> the gear. Did you see the clobber? The clobber? Yeah. yeah, yeah he's no, now in the Rangers suit, but yeah, he came in and yeah. stylish, but some people, the traditionalists, didn't like it too much, Leah. No. Yeah. No, oh, listen, it's nice to have a change, isn't it? I just Absolutely. don't know if we'll get away with that yeah. in the touchline. <laughs> <laughs> what about the involvement in the process of Graham Souness? James Bisgrove answered this question. Graham was a great help to the process. Um, he added uh, a lot of value, and I thank him again for giving up his time to, to participate in the, in the process. He joined us in London when we met Philippe for the first time, and because some of the criteria that we set out were so uh, aligned with, I suppose, Graham's own characteristics when we talk about leadership, understanding the club, uh, dealing with the pressures, um, Graham was able to ask those questions from a real place of experience. And, you know, he, he and Philippe had some, some really good conversations yeah, in, terms of, in terms of that. So, yeah, he, he added a lot of value and, and the board really thank him for participating and contributing to the process. Harry's been on the socials. Could he be the director of football, Graham Souness? Yeah, I mean, as, yeah and, yeah. and if, it, if it's not director of football, football advisor, mm-hmm. get, him in, get him in there in a proper footballing capacity. Um, he'll make sure that the club are okay and he'll open a lot of doors um, and that's what that role is is all about. Plus the football experience and being able to relay to board and investors and all that sort of stuff. I mean, Sunas is, is, is for me a great, great name. He's a big name, isn't he? Yeah. Huge. Um, the affiliation to Rangers would be a no-brainer, I think, anyway. But just the the stature that he has within the game and the role that he's he's upheld in the media as well. I think he's a well-respected figure, so it probably is food for thought, but whether he's, he's too opinionated mm. uh, to go in and, oh, and ruffle yeah. too many feathers, mm. perhaps. Um, maybe good to keep guys like Graham Souness at arm's length if you're in there and you're new in the door at Rangers as well. But look at the criticism they've had, and it will go to the board the next time. If they don't get it right, they will they'll get it from the fans and if you've got someone like Graham Souness who's respected by everybody he knows the game inside out I think he'd be a great choice wouldn't he mm. why wouldn't you no well it gives you that credibility yeah. I think just the fact that he is the person that he is and as I say the stature that he has and the opinions mm. that he's offered I think is well respected whether you agree or disagree with Graham Souness at times the fact that he's outspoken um, is admirable and the Rangers fans would accept that and we're speaking about somebody that has that love and affiliation at the club. Well, well he's that guy, hasn't he? And who, who, Graham Souness? Imagine if he was in that role, Paul. Graham Souness phoning anybody in the world. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're going to pick up that phone and and, and want to have a discussion with Graham Souness. And that's yeah. the that's the power that that it can bring, in my opinion. Before we get to the Saturday and the Sunday game, which we'll come to in a second, uh, Friday night, Airdrie against Queens Park, huge game on the ch- in the Championship, and then on Saturday. Are both Wraith Rovers, Wraith Rovers high-flying, Dunfermline Air United, Morton against Inverness, Cali Thistle, and here in Glasgow, Partick Thistle against Dundee United. Huge game at Fair Hill. And Stephen will be with us tomorrow night, so we'll talk about Falkirk and see when he is back, hopefully playing soon. Stephen being Stephen McGinn, along with Barry Ferguson. So, Sunday, match of the day, Hearts mm. against Celtic. 2.15, unusual kind of kick-off that time. Is. I take it that's for Telly. Leanne, what do you expect to happen there? I mean, Celtic, Kyogo's back. Yeah. So he scored for Japan. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Celtic will win the game. Um, Hearts, again, one of those sides, probably a bit inconsistent at points. They look like they're getting going and then they produce a performance that you think, oh, I'm not too sure. But we've spoken about the fans and I think even just the, the debate around the ticket allocation this yeah. week will incite the Hearts supporters. I think they'll, they'll be out in their numbers. I'm sure they'll go and create the atmosphere themselves. Um but I do think Celtic will have too much for them. I'm going to go Celtic 2, Hearts 1. Oh, 2-1. 2-1. Two, one. 
2-1. For Celtic? Yeah. Yep. Oh, wow. Craig? I'm, I'm also going to go for, I think Celtic will be comfortable. Um, I, I think Hearts have uh, been hit and miss for sure. Obviously, when they're good, they're, 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 they're quite good. But I just think that Celtic, normally this type of match, mentality uh, of Hearts players, I think, in these type of matches is something that lets them down. Uh, Celtic, I think, will not have a problem. 2-0 victory. 2-0 victory. Ross, a Hearts fan, has been on and saying, look, um, it's a long debate about the number of tickets yep. for the, the Old Firm fans, Celtic getting 576. He said the percentage, you've got to take the size of the ground, yeah, mm, which okay. is what, 20,000 yep. roughly, isn't it? Yep. Celtic Park 60. 60. I think he's saying that roughly the... Um, Proportion is roughly the same. same. Okay, it's not the same numbers. No, no, but, but the percentage. But our point is, look, open it up properly. Allow a couple of thousand for, you know, the opposition mm -hmm. fans coming in. Uh, for Celtic, Liam Scales has been well, what a phenomenon, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah, got his debut for Ireland the other night. Yeah. And did well. No, yeah, I know really they good. lost, but I yeah. know. No, he's yeah. been super consistent. Um, I think Brendan Rodgers says he is he the biggest surprise in his yeah. his management career. Uh, just the turnaround and the fact that he probably perhaps had a a vision of what he would be like when he arrived at Celtic and he's clearly gone beyond that and more. Um, also the fact he's played along so many different players, he's not yeah. actually had a consistent partnership. It's not like you can look at the Starfield and Carter Vickers partnership and say either one has helped the other one drastically or not. Um, he's had to chop and change, he's had to adapt within games. Um, but he's been a constant this season and huge credit to him because there was a lot of pressure on him to come yeah. back into Celtic. I expected him to go on loan again, even yeah. although he had played at the beginning of the season. I still thought he would be the one that would go. Um, and he's not, he's proven a lot of people um, wrong. So, and probably proven himself right because he clearly backs his own ability and he's got that with his national team um, performance as well. He's the man to beat, isn't he, at the moment, in terms of Nadrovsky coming back, Lagabielka. I mean, Carter Vickers is a you know, stick on. Yes, yes, very much so. But now, Scales yeah. has been excellent. It's yeah. been a wonderful story because grabbed it with both hands. Look, he hasn't really made mistakes yet. They will they will come, right? He, you know, I'm not saying that his game's going to be perfect all the time, no. but he's coming, he's been very good. Even when he does make mistakes, right, he looks as if he's a character that's just going to, you know what, he's just going to dust it off and he's going to go again. Looks a wonderful professional um, and he's taken his opportunity, so fair play to the lad. By this time next week, well, Rangers will be preparing for their game. Sparta Prague. In Prague, yeah. yeah. And Celtic will have had Atletico Madrid in town. Oof. Leanne, it never stops. It's going to be some Good, week, isn't, isn't it? it? Ah, it's brilliant. It's absolutely great. Off the back of international success, yeah. we're straight back into the domestic it? fixtures and then we've got the European stuff just round the corner. So yeah. it's a stage of the season. We love it. You're never too far away from uh, a meaty mm. encounter um, when it comes to games and top quality yeah. opposition as well coming to Glasgow, which we love. You got your first class degree a few months ago. Will you be studying German? Maybe you've done it already. Was that part of it? I actually chose Spanish. You need to do a oh, language for um, this course, ah, but yeah. maybe I should switch it up ahead of well, uh, next summer. <laughs> you can do the ball. You, you sound as if you can be a teacher on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, or not. not not in German <laughs> Craig any German no very very little very little to, to none but the English I must say you'll be back with us next week thank you so much Craig <laughs> thank you Leanne uh, coming up next it's going to be Jokal Day after the news the Go Radio football show with Global Eco Energy design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs let's go Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. 
with access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco-garden makeovers. We offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk.